This life-changing message is brought to you by Strong Christian Church, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. God bless you as you listen to this message. And above all, help us to walk in that which we hear. May we not be hearers only, but we pray that we shall be found to be doers of that which the Lord directs us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Please be seated. Please be seated. Great. Last week, I shared with you on the subject of repentance, why we must repent. Because Jesus says that is what is needed for us to repent. And I tried to also uh, give to you what it means to repent. So this morning, I will take the privilege to recap some of the things that I said so as to help you. Amen. Good. In, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible tells us that when Jesus went to a place, it was said that his arrival there was the fulfillment of a prophecy that was in Isaiah. That is verse 14. It says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness saw great light, and to them who sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. So we are being told that Jesus going to a place, he, the Bible says, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. Upon which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zabulon and Naphtali. And that, that decision to move to Capernaum after John was arrested, the Bible says was a fulfillment of a prophecy that light is come to a people that sat in darkness. Now, when he went there as light, the first thing he started to preach to the people is for them to repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, as I have come here, the kingdom of heaven has come to you. But you can't receive it. You can't benefit from it. It won't do you the good that is intended to do unless you repent. Hallelujah. And Therefore, it is important for us to understand what it means to repent. And in almost every place where Jesus sent his disciples and gave them the message, 
The message he gave them to preach was to tell the people to repent. And then certain things will follow. Now, the reason why I'm sharing this message with us is because of the deception that is in the world. Where you, you, you think you are doing something only to discover that you have not fulfilled the requirements that would bring into your life what you thought you were doing. Many people today say that they are born again. Say that being born again is like a necklace or it's like a, 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 a tag. It's like a hashtag that is put on you. But the question is, we never ask ourselves, am I really born again? If I'm born again, have I met the requirements that makes me born again? And am I enjoying the benefits of being born again? And when we look at Christians today, including ourselves, being born again is not appealing. I don't know. But for most of us, if people were to look at us and to make a decision whether being born again is worth it or not, you would agree with me that the decision would not be in our favor. As a person sitting by you, what do you think of what he has said? I'm watching you on my screen, so those of you that are not asking. Mandela, ask the person sitting by you, what do you think he said? And then let, let the person ask the one in the hood, yes, good. What do you think? What do you think? Hallelujah. Nobu, as the lady sitting behind you in the purple dress, that what do you think? What do you think? If I ask the two of them, what do they think? Hallelujah. Now, so it is important for us to really make sure that we are what we want to be. In other words, if I am born again, in fact, when God looks at me, he must admit that truly I am born again. Are you with me? God does. My beloved, and you see, the problem is that Satan also knows about this and therefore can deceive us to use other parameters to say that we are born again. You know, for example, in, in Isaiah chapter 1, now, I'm saying all these things to get us to look carefully that am I really born again? Have I met the conditions that leads to being born again? In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10 downwards, the, the, the word of the Lord came to the prophet. And this is it. It says, hear the word of the Lord. Ye rulers of Sodom, and give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. The next question is that, to what purpose is the multitude of sacrifices unto me? Saith the Lord. I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or 
of he goats. Verse 12. When he come to appear before me, who has required this at your hand to tread my courts? Please, can somebody read in an ordinary language Bible so that those of us who don't have the grace of understanding complicated language like this can also understand? You officers of Listen to the Lord's message. You people of Gomorrah, listen to God's teaching. The Lord says, why do you continue giving me all these sacrifices? I have had enough of your sacrifices of rams and the fat from well-fed animals. I don't want the blood of those bulls, sheep and goats. When you people come to meet with me, you trample everything in my yard. Who told you to do this? Don't keep bringing me those worthless sacrifices. I hate the incense you give me. I cannot stand your festivals for the new moon, the Sabbath, and other special meeting days. I hate the evil you do during those holy times together. I hate your monthly meetings and councils. They have become like heavy weights to me and I am tired of carrying them. When you raise when your you hands raise... to pray to me, I will refuse to look at you. Hallelujah. So we see clearly, we see clearly that God has his requirements God has his requirements. He is not asking us for many of the things that we are happy to bring to him when we don't obey what he wants from us. Hallelujah. When we don't obey what, what he wants from us. And therefore, it is very important for us to you see, as you listen to what God is saying to some people who may not be around now, you must examine yourself to see whether what God is saying to them is also happening in us. Because the truth is that, the truth is that very few of us can stand to say that whatever the Bible promises about being born again is happening in our lives. And, and instead of trivializing it and saying, oh, it will happen, it's not whatever it is, we should check whether we have done what needs to be done. And we know that the first thing God says is that, or Jesus said, is that we must repent. It's a repent. In other words, change your mind. Change your ways. Change what is your focus and get the right thing to be your focus, follow the right way, and the blessings of God shall come to you. Now, last week I explained in details that we were created for God's purpose. We were created by God for his purpose. Man decided to take on a vision for himself. 
And that brought the separation between God and man. And that is the sin. The sin is where you, you actually, now you are your God and no longer your creator. You walk your own ways. The Bible defines to us why Jesus was crucified. In Isaiah 53, verse 6, it says, Each of us has turned to his own way, and the iniquity of us all was laid upon him. Each of us has turned his own way. So when you have to repent, or when you are repenting, it is a decision, it's, it's a decision, that's the first thing. And you see, it is a decision that comes by proper analysis, looking at things carefully. Why do I want to live my own vision? Why do I want to live the life that I want? Am I the giver of my life? Am I the creator of myself? And all those things, you need to look at it carefully and you realize that of a truth, we live and we move because God has said so. So to, to do what God wants from us, it's not robbery. To, to, to live the way God wants us to live, it's not something that he has not qualified for. Now, a thinking person, a properly thinking person, when you analyze everything, you will come to the conclusion that the truth is God is everything and God must be everything to us. That is what Solomon did when he did all the analysis of life under the sun. And he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And the conclusion of the whole matter is to fear God and to keep his commandments. Because when you go round, 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 you move here, you move there, you will come to that same conclusion that God is God and anything would work for your life if only God allows it to work. So to reject God and to pursue your own agenda and do your own things is just to frustrate yourself. And then mind you, mind you, as a creature, as a creature, in other words, as something that is created, you were not created to govern yourself. Let me say it to you again. As a creature, you were not created to govern yourself. Bishop, why are you saying that? Because if you were created to govern yourself, God, who is a spirit, will not want to govern you. So as you reject the governance of God over your life, you are not rejecting the governance of God over your life so that you can govern yourself. But you are rejecting the governance of God over your life so that another spirit will govern you. So as you and me are walking around and we want to do what we want to do, it's, it's not true that what we are doing is what we want to do. What we are doing is what the enemy of God, who we have rejected, is making us to do. 
And this is where many people are deceived. And they can't see and they can't realize that it is not in man that works to direct his steps. Jeremiah 10, 23. Maybe read it for, for you and me again. It's a verse that I've quoted quite often. And it's a verse that you should know. And it should guide you that it is not in man that works to direct his steps. It is not in man. It is not in man. It has never been and it will not be in man that works to direct his, his steps. Jeremiah 10.23 Lord, I know that our lives do not belong to us. We have no control over what happens. Again, read it. Lord, Lord I, know I know that I know, our know, lives do not belong to us. We have no control over what happens. You see, this is a prophet who has, who God said to him that before I formed you, I knew you and I've ordained you. And he's saying to God that I know, I know, I know, I'm not guessing, I know that our lives and therefore, what happens to us is not in our control. So if it is, if, if we don't intentionally let it be in your control as our God, then it has to be in the control of somebody else. But it is going to be in the control of somebody else who does not love us and who has not created us. And that is why it is very important for us to really come back to God and come back properly by fulfilling the initial condition. Because you see, like Jesus said in, in Matthew 4, 17, that we should repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Peter, when he started preaching also, in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, this is what he had to say to them. After he has been accused, they've been accused of being drunk. He had the patience to tell them that they were not drunk, but that it's early morning. Do you get it? And after he preached to them, verse 37, the people heard what he was saying. And they ask a question. Now, when they had heard, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? We can, what you have explained to us, we can understand it clearly. We can see clearly that it demands of us to take a decision. What shall we do? And Peter said unto them, repent. That's the first thing. Change your mind about God and his position in your life. Change your mind about how you walk in this life. Change your mind concerning the laws of God. 
and concerning God's instruction that is, has been given to you in relation to others. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins. So the baptism, repent and be baptized. The baptism is a symbol of the old you. When you change your mind, the baptism is a symbol of the old you being dead with Christ as you are baptized. And now when you come out, you are coming out as the new you that obeys God and seeks to do God's will. And the Bible says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he goes on to say, for the promise is unto you. Not only unto you, but unto your children. Not only unto your children, but unto all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. So we see clearly the blessing of repentance. When you repent, when you change your mind, you are now in position to be, to be forgiven of your sins. And you are now in position to receive the highest blessing of God, which is his spirit. Why? why let me ask you a question. Why is God promising to give us his spirit? I may not know the answer. But if what I read in Jeremiah and what I believe is true, then if we are spirit controlled, giving us a spirit is the best thing that can be given to us. If we are spirit controlled, then giving us a spirit is the greatest gift we can get. And we saw how in the life of Jesus, the gift of the Holy Spirit, after he was baptized, Coming out of Jordan, the spirit of the Lord descended upon him. And he, he descended and rested of him like a dove. And he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Where he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards he came back, not only with full of the Holy Spirit, but he came in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, there was no demonic force that could stand before him. And that is the story of your life. And that shall be the story of my life if we will truly repent. I said, that is the story of your life and that shall be the story of my life if we will truly repent. Now, now, let me, let me say this to you. Somebody say, why is repentance important? Because you see, repentance says, I reject what I want. I reject what I want. I reject anything about my, my, myself. And I accept everything about God. Whatever God says is good. Whatever God says is what shall stand. Now, you see, when your heart, when you have made this decision and your heart reflects that decision, you become an excellent candidate for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is not there to serve you. The Holy Spirit is there to serve God in you. So when everything about your heart is God, you allow the Holy Spirit the freedom to operate unhindered in your life for God. Hallelujah. So you see, unless we repent and understand what is repentance, and we make sure that our hearts are totally yielded to God, 
and to God's will. It's, it's not what I want, Lord. It's what you want for me. Until we are there, I said, until we are there, the Holy Spirit, though he has been given to us, cannot work in us. Cannot work in us and cannot work through us for the glory of God to be seen in our lives. For our lives to give God the glory. For our lives to give God the praise. And for our lives to demonstrate that God is great. For our lives to march from victory unto victory. This is the important thing that we must do. And we should not allow Satan to deceive us by ceremonies, by the songs we sing, by, 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 by one or two things we do to say that, oh, I'm a child of God. When God looks at our heart, he must see a heart that says, Lord, it's not my will, but your will. I said, when God looks at our heart, he must see not my will, but your will. When you wake up every day, when I wake up every day, the question that should come to our minds is, Lord, what would thou have me to do today? What is your will and your purpose for my life today? As I go to work, Lord, what plans and purposes do you have for me today to execute as a vessel of you? This is very important because, you see, if we don't do that and we keep on saying that we are members of a church, we are this and we are that. You see, God is not moved by any of those things. We read in Isaiah, God said, who, who has asked you all these things? I don't want what you are doing because it doesn't mean anything to me. Because when I look at your heart, your heart is far from me. Your heart is not ready to do what I want. Your heart wants to do what you want and what other men would think of you. Some of us are living our lives according to what people think of us and not bother to ask ourselves, what does God think of me? Some of us spend our money so that people would think something of us and not bother for a moment to say, what does God think of me? But I see it changing in your life as you receive this message from the Lord to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me, let me press on. You see, the other thing that I, I, I want us to take note of is the, is the fact that unless we repent, and align our hearts to God in every way. All our efforts will be in vain. All our efforts will be in vain. All our offerings will not count for much. All our prayers will not count for much. And, and let me say this. This week, I had the privilege of sharing or having discussion with some of the church members. And, and I noticed that most of us think that when you go to a place and say you are praying and when you read your Bible, God must be happy with you. And let, let, let's get it right. You see, prayer and reading the Bible 
does not make God happy with you. Yeah, I know, I know you are confused. I say, I know you are confused. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Prayer is talking to God. Are you with me? But talking to God means nothing to God if it doesn't lead you to do what God wants you to do. Let, let me say it again. Prayer is talking to God. But listen, if you talk to God for the whole day, and yet you don't do what he wants you to do, of what benefit is it to you? And, 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 and will, God, will God be happy with you? No. Because God rejected a people that worshipped him with their lips. But their hearts is far from him. Somebody look for that verse for me. Is somebody helping me find it? It's in the Old Testament and it's also in the New Testament. Jesus quoted it. Truly did Isaiah said of you, these people worship me with their lips. But their hearts is far from me. Matthew 15 verse 8. Let's start from verse 7. Somebody read for us. Matthew 15, verse 7. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Go on to verse, go on to verse 9. Verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So, so we see clearly here, Jesus was calling a group of people that believe in God as hypocrites. And what is the reason? Because they worship, they say they draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So listen, I am the one who is telling you to pray. But let me not deceive you or let me not give you an impression that because every morning you wake up and you fast day and night and you are praying, 
it means God is happy with you. Or it means you are repentant. No. No. Because you can talk to somebody the whole day. I said you can talk to somebody the whole day. But all that he's saying to you and all that he wants you to do, you do none of them. So, you see, a prayer that will benefit your life and my life is a prayer that after will lead me to do what God wants me to do. A prayer or a talking to God that will be to my advantage is a talking and a conversation that will bring clarity to me in execution of what God has asked me to do, how to do it. That is when you can say that your prayers are effective. Some people say, oh, we read our Bible. Can I suggest something to you? Reading your Bible is good, but it does not, it will not help you if reading the Bible does not lead you to doing what you have heard. The Bible, you see, when you read the Bible, the Bible is the advice of God to you and to me. The Bible is the opinion of God concerning situations in our lives here on earth. The Bible is God's information to us, giving us the light of what is now and what shall be. It should lead you to take decisions that makes the will of God and the purpose of God easy to execute. For example, the Bible says that give place to wrath for vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And the same Bible says you should forgive. So after you have read the Bible, if it doesn't advise you in a situation where you feel like revenging, if, if these verses don't advise you that don't revenge, just let go and keep moving on as if nothing has happened. But the fact that, you see, from these verses, it means that the fact that I have forgiven you doesn't mean God has forgiven you. How many, how many understand what I'm saying? How many, how many understand what I'm saying? Lift up your hands if you understand what I'm saying. Give me a wave if you understand what I'm saying. That the fact that you forgive somebody does not mean that God has forgiven the person. Today the cameraman is very lazy. Or is he a camera woman? He's only showing me one side of the congregation. Whoever is handling the camera must get some glucose to drink. Hallelujah. So listen, listen. What I'm trying to tell you is that I'm taking you to the next level of reading the Bible. You must read the Bible with the mind that you are seeking information. You are seeking knowledge to guide your actions so that your actions will be in alignment to God's will for your life. So that when God looks at your heart, it will be a heart that seeks to obey God no matter the cost of it because of the information you have received from the Bible. So the Bible is like an informant. It's telling you the secrets of how God thinks and what God has said. And that should guide your actions and reactions. But just reading the Bible and saying because I read the Bible and because I pray, I'm a child of God, it's not true. 
So you can imagine somebody who doesn't read the Bible at all. Like some of us are. We are happy to come to church on a Sunday and mark a register and say that is all. We are children of God. Listen, the Bible says that the Lord knoweth them that are his. 2 Timothy 2.19. Hallelujah. So listen, I'm really sharing this with you so that you and I will not be deceived by the enemy. God is waiting to bless our lives. I said, God is waiting to bless our lives and has given to us everything that pertains unto godliness. The Bible says that blessed be the Lord God of our Father Jesus Christ who has blessed us in heavenly places with all spiritual blessings. There is a blessing upon your life that will break every curse. I said, there is a blessing that is waiting to manifest in your life that will break every curse. But we must make sure that our hearts are well aligned to God by repenting, by changing our mind, by making sure that our heart says, Lord, your will is my will. Whatever you want me to do is what I will do. Not my will, but your will. That is when we will begin to experience the blessings that has been earmarked for our lives. That is when every demonic work coming from our ancestors will be broken out of our lives. That is when our jobs and when we get a job, it shall prosper. That is when we shall know what to do. And that is when we shall experience peace and prosperity in our lives. This morning or this afternoon, I pray for you that every effort you make will not be in vain. That every effort we make will yield in the sight of God. That God will be pleased with us because he can see our heart cry to him. That Lord, it's not my will, but your will. It's not what I want, but what you want for me. Lord, in every situation, even though I may have my wish, even though I may have my desires, I surrender to your will and to your desire. That is what will bring God's blessing. And it is then that you will discover that truly the ways of God are past finding. And his counsel is beyond comprehension. That is when he will show you that he is God in your life. That is when you will stand back and laugh and say, look what the Lord has done. I never imagined. I never thought to be so. So let us, let us seek or let us look into our hearts and repent properly. I say, and repent properly and surrender our heart to God and learn the word of God to guide us to live in the life of surrendered people. You see, don't make a mistake. God is expecting evidence of a repentant heart from you. I said, God is expecting evidence of a repentant heart from you. And the only thing that stands between you and the manifestation of the goodness of God is your heart. Is it a repentant heart? Is it a heart that says, Lord, it's not my will, but it's your will? Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, this afternoon. Thank you that there is no God like you. You alone are God. 
from beginning to the end. And we pray that by your spirit, Lord, you will give us deeper understanding of your word to us today. We pray that as we exit this meeting, let us not exit from your word. I bind every demonic obstruction, every demonic disturbance of those of us that are present that have heard your word and of many who will hear your word again and again. That we shall hear and it shall be seeds planted in the depth of our hearts. That it brings forth much fruit to your glory. I pray, Lord, for your peace to rest in our hearts, to trust you confidently, knowing that you are worthy of every trust. Because you never fail them that trust in you. You have demonstrated over and over that you are a faithful God. Lord, may this demonstration strike a note in our hearts that brings us to our knees before you and says, Lord, it's not my will, but your will. Your will is good and perfect. Your will is far better than I can ask or think or imagine. It will bring into my life here on earth everything that I need. And hereafter in heaven, your glory, treasures in heaven. Father, let me be a blessing to others, I pray. By my faith and my trust in you, by my decision to repent and to align my heart to your heart, Lord, let me be a blessing, I pray. Let's stand to our feet and begin to pray for a moment. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray for yourself. Praise and worship. I need you on the stage. And pastors, please, somebody help me to lead a prayer. I just feel we should pray. What have you heard? Lord, let it not be another preaching, but let it be a voice from you that makes all the difference. I want your blessings, oh Lord. I want it. And I know you want me to have your blessings. But Lord, what stands between your blessings manifesting in my life is my heart. I lay it before you, Lord. Like David prayed, set my heart, O Lord. Just pray for a minute, pray for your heart. Pray that your heart will be surrendered to God. Not my will, not my will, O oh Lord, but your will. Not my will, but your will, O oh God. Pray for a minute and surrender your heart to God. Surrender your heart to Him. Surrender your heart to God. Surrender your will to God. Not my will, O oh Lord, not my will, O oh Lord. That I may no longer live for myself. That I may no longer live for myself. That I may live for you, O God. That I may live for you, O God. Pray, 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 pray for yourself. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. 
pray that your heart will be surrendered to God. Pray that your heart, you will yield yourself to Him. Pray that you will be yielded to God. Pray that you will not be hard, that you will not refuse to yield to God. Pray, pray for your heart, pray for your heart. Lord, give me a soft heart. Give me a repentant heart, O God. A repentant heart, O God. Heart, O God, that has rejected all my former ways, all my old ways, O God, all my carnal ways, O God. A heart that has rejected them all, O God. A heart that is completely surrendered to you. A heart that is completely surrendered to your will. A heart that loves your will. A heart that wants to do your will. A heart that is after God. A heart that is after the will of God. A heart that is after the things of God. Lord, may I not seek to live for myself. Lord, may I not live for myself. Lord, may I not chase my will. Lord, may I not chase my will. But your will, O oh God. Your will, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray, pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. For a repentant heart. For a repentant heart. A heart that is eligible to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. A repentant heart. A repentant heart. A repentant heart. Maka shandaria pataria hadari busukotoria hadaya. Yandele busukoria mahamania kazanda dabaya bashikiria. Yekeze bele 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 bele. Yandara bashakaria baba 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 Thank you for saving me, O God. Thank you for saving me, O God. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you for that great sacrifice that I may be saved, O Lord. That I may be saved, O Lord. Now I pray, O God, make my heart right, O God. Make my heart right, O God. Open my eyes, O God, that I may see all the deceptions of Satan. That I may, my eyes may be open, O God. That I may see, O God, the things that I'm chasing for what they truly are, O God. That Lord, if I am not chasing you, then I am lost. If I am not seeking after you, then I am lost. Lord, help me to see. 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 Help my heart, O oh God. Help my heart, O oh God. To not love this world. To not love the things of this world, O oh God. To not hold on to the things of this world, O oh God. But chase after the things of God. Chase after your will, O oh God. To go after your will, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. With, with every eye closed and every head bowed down. Let's just bow down our heads and close our eyes for a minute. 
if you are here today you have not received the Lord Jesus you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior before you can even start talking about repentance you need your sins to be forgiven you need God to forgive you of all of your sins you need to surrender your life to Jesus if you are here today you want to give your life to Christ you want your sins to be forgiven you want God to forgive you of all of your sins I want you to lift your hand at this time I want you to lift your hand lift your hand lift your right hand if you want your sins to be forgiven lift your right hand from where you are you want to say pastor pray with me I want God to forgive me of all of my sins I've not lived right I have not lived right today I repent of all of my sins I turn away from my sins I need forgiveness from God for all of my sins I want you to lift your hand up high so I can see it. I want you to lift your hand up high so I can see it. Lord I repent of all of my sins thank you thank you thank you God bless you I see that hand I see that hand I see that hand I see those hands lifted up in surrender to God turning away from your old ways and say Lord I want you I want to live my life with you from now on I want to live my life with you I want to live my life under your leadership under your guidance I no longer want to live for myself but I want to live for you oh God God bless you God bless you I want you to take one more step to come to the front so we can pray together take one more bold step and come to the front from where you are come to the front from where you are come to the front from where you are so we can pray together a repentant heart Lord I give my life to you I want to turn away from all my wicked ways I want to turn away I want forgiveness of sins I want you to forgive me of all of my sins come 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 quickly come quickly don't say I will do it another day don't say I will do it tomorrow God has given you today God has given you today to repent of all of your sins God has given you today God is ready to forgive you of all of your sins now 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 the time is now you have to take the decision to come you have to take the step God has given you the opportunity it is your time to take a step to come to God come 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 if you are still there you are thinking about it you are doubting I want you to be bold and come right now and come right now come right now come and surrender your life to God come and surrender your life to Jesus come and surrender your life to Jesus come so that your sins may be forgiven in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus for those of you who are in front I want you to follow after me I'm going to lead you in a prayer a prayer for we're asking God to forgive us of our sins and we are surrendering our lives to Jesus so I want you to follow after me in this prayer and congregation you can join us say with me dear Lord Jesus I come before you today say I come before you today just as I am I know that I am a sinner I have done many wrong things but today Lord I repent of all my sins I turn away from all my sins I turn away from all wicked ways I come to you Lord and I ask for forgiveness Lord please forgive me 
of all of my sins. I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God and that you died and rose again on the third day to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. All of you are standing in front. You are born again. Your sins are forgiven. Your God will not remember your sins anymore. Amen. Congregation, put your hands together for them. For such a wonderful decision for your sins to be forgiven. And I want you to follow after our dear sister. She has a follow me sign. She's going to speak to you for just a few minutes and then you'll be back to join us. So put your hands together as they go. Please go with him. Do it better for them as they go. Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Well, it's a blessing. And uh, I believe that the Lord has spoken to our hearts. I want to advise you to get the message and listen to it over and over until it begins to make an impact in your decisions and in the things you do. Many times hearing a message once, does not mean you have heard it well. You have to rehear it and rehear it several times until it begins to inform your decisions. Then you can confidently say that this wisdom that I received is directing my life. Amen. Now, before I go off the screen, I want you to I want to say that I've been meeting different groups of the church. That is the choir. I couldn't get to meet the choir. Or is it today? I think I'm meeting the choir today. And then some other group, I think two groups today, I'm meeting them. And uh, some of you, you don't feature anywhere. You don't feature anywhere. You are not in the choir. You are not in among the ashes. You are not in the prison worship team. You, I mean, we can't find you anywhere if... We just live, we just classify the church by like that. But you are also a committed member of the church. So those of you who are not in any of the song tests or any of the groups, I still want to meet you. So I'm going to get them to get your details and invite you so that we have a meeting on Zoom in the comfort of your home so that I can chat with you. And I would want it to not be a large group but a sizable group with whom I can interact and also give you an opportunity to ask questions. Because like as I've preached now, I know many of you have questions you want to ask and I would like to answer and clarify many things more for you. So when they get in touch with you, I pray that you will give a good response and make yourself available for this wonderful interaction. I have a duty and I have a responsibility to care for you. No matter how difficult you may be, I still have to care for you. Some of you are just difficult to care for, but that is not an excuse that God will take from me because I am also very difficult to care for, and yet God 
has not relented in caring for me. So how do I give up on you when he has not given up on me? So please, we'll keep trying and we'll call you until we get your time right then to have that interaction with you. So God bless you and uh, I hope to meet you soon on Zoom again. God bless you. Thank you very much. Pastor Selby, you can take over. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Stay in touch by following our social media platforms at Strong Christian Church.